Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students like day in, day out. We've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series, because one of the things you're going to find is their stories are going to offer really insight and, and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very own speaking success. I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students. So uh, let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey everyone, Mary Alice Goldsmith here, Director of Student Success, and I am so excited to be taking over the Speaker Lab podcast. It is a true honor to have the opportunity to introduce you to some of our amazing students, and I promise you're going to learn so much from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Alex Lee. How you doing, Alex? Hi. Glad Thanks for having <laughs> me. Yeah, no, it's great to have you. Um, where where are you from? Where are you coming in from? Uh, I'm coming in from the Bay Area here in California. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. Um, well, I'm excited that you're joining us. I think your story is really awesome and, and speaks to the process of um, thinking about becoming a speaker and ap- ap- actually going through our speak framework and making it happen. And so... I'd love to know, and I, I'm sure my audience would love to know, our audience, what do you speak about? Um, I speak on what I call learning the language of leadership using the three principles that I have learned throughout my life, through my fire department career and my uh, professional salsa dancing career. Uh, I speak to youth um, with this, and I also speak to corporate. Um, so it's kind of interesting that I, I kind of found something you can speak to the young generation and schoolers and even below that, uh, younger than that, I should say. And also uh, full grown adult corporations. <laughs> so yeah. And I can use the same talk really. And it, it kind of makes sense both ways. So let's, um, well, first of all, I love how you snuck in the professional salsa dancing. Like that's really cool. When did you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I, I started salsa dancing in 1999 and then I went pro about three, three years later. Um, and I actually won a world championship in four. Wow. And then 
traveled the world until 2019, right before COVID hit. And uh, I retired pretty much after that. So um, I am no longer currently uh, performing and doing that. But yeah, that was uh, also a very big part of my life. And I like to bring that into my talks as well. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And I'm sure that the um, performance aspect of that really helps with your speaking. 100%. Uh, that's a big reason why I actually started speaking. Um, in salsa, when you do a performance or you do a competition, your time limit is two minutes. You have two minutes to get your message across. You have two minutes to uh, wow your audience, wow your judges, and uh, entertain. In speaking, I got a whole hour. <laughs> and and um, but the whole like you uh, just bring it back real quick like you said about the performance aspect it's very important um, and that has translated and it's a big reason why I decided to start speaking as a second career um, because I really do enjoy that performance aspect the stage aspect of uh, salsa dancing and and speaking so just it's just yeah, it's definitely a different animal but the the whole the whole idea is the same and that is to create memories on a two-way street if i sh if i can put it that way make some memories for my audience that they will never forget that was always my goal as a dancer and it is now my goal as a speaker and also make some memories for myself um standing ovations uh the moment the crowd goes absolutely silent because they're they're holding on to every word and with salsa it was they're holding on to every move and watching you and then the point where they just come apart at the scenes because they clap and laugh or do whatever. And so, you know, you want to take them through those emotions. I wanted to do that on the stage as a dancer. And now I really want to do that on the stage as a speaker. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Love that. Um, so you talked about these three pillars. You want to break those down? What, what are those pillars? Absolutely. Uh, um, now there's a, there are so many principles you can bring to leadership in my opinion, everyone knows that there's hundreds, literally, I believe I, for me, the, the three that I found that are the most crucial to leadership are credibility, humility, and loyalty. And those mostly come from the fire department. Um, those definitely come through 25 years at the San Jose fire department where 22 of those years, I worked at the busiest station in San Jose, which is actually the 15th busiest station in America. It's that busy. And that all that experience, all those calls and all that um, exposure to the job really showed me the language of leadership, whether it was me being led by my, by my uppers and me having to lead as a captain, my crew, and set an example in the department and whatever it is I need to do. But those are the three principles that I really stand on. Credibility, humi humility, and loyalty, very important. And that's what I bring. Those are how I want to teach the language of leadership. What do you think in terms of, you know, when you teach that to leaders, what are some of the feedback or what, what's some of the things that they say in terms of the ahas or the takeaways from these three pillars? They, I think one of the biggest things um, is credibility. Uh, the first one, um, meaning that they don't realize or a lot in their, you know, people come back at me with this all the time is that some leaders do not realize that we are not going to believe you unless you have done it yourself, unless you have been there, whatever it is that you lead, whatever you're doing, 
if you're gonna coach, like, if you're gonna coach a football team, you better have played some football. I mean, somewhere at some point, you better have been in the trenches, have put on the pads, and you better hit somebody and 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 played that game. Or the, your players, your team, they're not going to believe you. Um, and that's very important. Some of today's leaders are thrust into certain positions. Even in the fire department, there were a lot of guys who took uh, uh, a promotional test. Let's just say at exactly the moment that they were allowed. And I'll t- I'll give you an example. Um, in my department, you have to have four years on as a cap. Uh, I'm sorry, as a firefighter before you can even take a promotional test. If if you're a firefighter, you know that four years on the line. There is no way you are ready. There is no way you are ready to lead a crew inside of a fire to go save somebody's life and save your own. You need 10 to, 10 to 12 as a firefighter to really understand every aspect of leading people into that fire and undertaking decisions and what it takes to be a leader like that. Now, there's a lot of guys in the department, not a lot, but there are a few who you know, figure that rule does not apply to them. And they figured, oh, no, I can do it at four years because I'm all that. No, you're not. Nobody gets to escape the accountability of credibility. You cannot ever – You nobody can say, I, I don't have to be credible and I'm going to lead you. Now, do they take the test? Absolutely. Do they pass? Yes, they do, and sometimes with very high marks. But when they go to the stations and they start being captains of crews or when they take that next step and they're, they're a chief, their constituents – flat out do not believe them. In other words, you tell me to go and do this, they might fight you on that and say, no, that is the not that is not the right thing to do. I'm not going to do that. That puts my life in danger. I am going to do what the right thing is. So if you want to be a good leader, you better bring credibility to the table. That is why I put that first as the most important of my three pillars. Yeah, that is, it's really, really, really powerful. And, um, uh, very important. And it's, it's, it's something that we also talk about in a different way here at the speaker lab, right? It's like, we have speakers who come to us and they've been speaking for 20 something years yourself. You were speaking when you came to us, but to have that confidence, which also is parallel with credibility to be able to run a speaking business and really put yourself out there as a professional speaker, it, it takes, it takes some, uh, you know, some, some reps at, really building the business and, and understanding what that takes. Um, would you say that that's something, one of the reasons why you did go through the speaker lab? Absolutely. 100%. I needed a path, you know, um, let's go back to salsa a little bit, right? Um, you can't self-teach yourself salsa. You can't, you, um, the timing, the connection with your partner, the basic, you cannot teach that to yourself. You definitely can't read about it. You can't learn it on video. Um, you can't. YouTube will not apply there. No. <laughs> You need somebody who's done it before. You need a path. You need some sort of a system that you can follow in order to become great. Speaker Lab is is exactly that, in my opinion. I mean, you guys create a map of exactly what steps to take in order to become a professional speaker. Now, am I at the highest levels? I'm not even close. I am not even close. I am just getting started, and I look forward to keep going down that road. But I do know that that road – there are no exits. You have to take that road all the way. There's not a shortcut. There's not a roundabout. You kind of have to take that road all the way through that you guys have set. Um, and I found success already 
like, you know, just a couple miles down that road and it's a hundred mile road. And I've already found a little bit of success with you guys on just that, you know, couple miles, which is why I really understand now and believe in the system here, um, why it works and how it works. I'm like, oh, wow, it did work. That is crazy. Now it's just up to me. Now I got to bring the content. I got to bring the noise. I got to bring the performance. They're not going to give that to you. You can't give that to me. I, that has to come from within. That has to come from the work. Um, but you gave me the roadmap to get on onto that freeway. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and that road. So very important. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I mean, um, it, the, when you're, when you're building something different, like you are, I mean, again, you have been speaking, there's many listeners who are like, Oh, I've been speaking forever. I don't, I don't need another roadmap. But I think what's so critical here is it's not so much the credibility of being a speaker. It's the credibility of being a professional speaker. And that comes with being able to have the chops to run the business, pitch the business, pitch the brand. And that, that doesn't just come because you know how to get on stage and speak, right? That, that comes from learning a particular process. And, and like you said, following a roadmap to get you to that place. Um, I remember when you and I were talking a couple of weeks ago and you were like, you know, I don't really, I'm not totally in that zone of calling myself a professional speaker just yet. Why, why is that? Yeah, for, for me, Marilyn, I, was, I, I think um, to be a pro in my opinion, to be a full-blown pro is you need to be, I guess if you want to talk about speaking, you need to be booking jobs multiple times a month. You need to have people reaching out to you, wanting you, and 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 reaching out, coming to get you. At this point in my very, very new speaking career, oh, that's not even close to happening. I'm having to go out and put myself out there and ask if I can speak at places. So when that stops and they are coming to me, then I would consider myself a pro, uh, to be very honest with you. Um, I would, at, at that point, when, when they're coming to you, then you're a professional. And, and, and several times a month, they're coming to you. And they're coming from all over the world or they're coming from all over the nation. Same thing with salsa. Uh, I had to do a lot of free shows just to put myself out there. And then we entered a lot of competitions to get the name going. And then we actually won world championships that really blew it up. Then the promoters from all over the world were calling, were emailing, saying, we want you at a show. We're going to pay you this. At that point, I'm like, I know now I'm a pro. Now I'm a pro, right? So um, up until that, no, nah, I'm not a pro. <laughs> I'm not a pro yet. <laughs> I am not a pro yet. I hope everyone out there knows that. I, I am not proclaiming myself professional yet i think you have a, a theme going on here it's like um salsa firefighting there's this um there's this need for patience and the the um the room to grow and evolve and i think that that's so important um, in any career but especially as you're building a business it's not going to happen tomorrow and so you have to be patient and you have to have that ability to give your business that room to breathe to give yourself the ability to to fail and win and learn and evolve and i i think that that's a theme for you this ability to be patient work the system work the roadmap because you know it's going to happen but you also know that it is a process and i, I think that's really powerful Right. And that was my second point of my principles is, is that humility. You really have to be humble. You got you have to understand if you want to get rich really fast, 
don't speak. Definitely don't don't dance salsa. Don't dance salsa ever if you want to be rich. <laughs> and don't dance salsa and speak at the same time. <laughs> I, mean, I know there's a, there's a lot of very successful speakers out there making bolo money, which is awesome. Um, I'm not in it for that, but uh, if you you know just that message, yeah. If you want to be rich quick, do not speak because the, the roadmap there is no shortcut. You're gonna have to put in the time. You're gonna have to be humble. You're gonna have to uh, cross a lot of roads and you know. Got, you know, a lot of come to Jesus moments or whatever you want to call it. You've got, you've, you've got to navigate. You're going to have parts in your speech that are dead when you thought it was amazing. Right. And you got to change that. And you're going to have to do a lot of things that, you know, that, that really, that whole journey is going to take you on. And it's an amazing journey. It really is. And yeah, you're right. I did learn that through the fire department. I learned that through salsa is if you do something it, some people have asked me, you know, just in my past, because for whatever reason, it's going to sound a little cocky, but let me just say this. They would say, okay, how come you're so good at everything you do? Okay. Because I try to excel at whatever it is I do. I'm like, number one, I only pick a couple of things. You cannot be great at everything in life. There's not enough time. Number two, if you do something for a long time, if you do something a lot and you do it for a long time, I don't care who you are. You're going to get great. You will be great, but you got to do it a lot for a long time. The repetitions. And there's no way you're not going to be great. It's just that part of doing it a lot for a long time. That's where people uh, fall back into what I would say the average. That is where that is where the great ones and the good ones separate. The great ones refuse to quit. The great ones continue, keep going. The good ones and even just the average ones can't do it for a long time for whatever reason it is. And so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just do it a lot for a long time and good things will happen. And that applies to speaking for sure. Yeah, no, really well said. I think there's like this balance and humility will give it to you where you, you balance expectations and dreams, right? Because some people may get too caught up in, in dreaming big and their expectations are, are, are maybe a little bit, uh, too aggressive, but that if you have that humility, it can help you balance the two of, of, you know, outcomes, goals, dreams, and expectations. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so important. So, um, humility is one. And then what's the, the final pillar? Well, Loyalty. And that, and that applies mostly to leadership itself um, for me is that when your crew, when your people, whoever it is, when you see that you are loyal to them, that you would do almost anything for them. And this comes this definitely comes mostly from the fireside um, when you're willing to give your life for them and they know it. You, you don't just say it and, and they, they know you're going to stand up for them and they know that you're willing to go as far as actually giving your life for them. You will get buy-in from your people. You will get people to want you to lead them. And they know that. And that is the loyalty part that, uh, that I, I put into my talks. But um, I think all great leaders have to have that. They have to, they have to show loyalty to whoever their constituents are and whoever their people are and show that they're not only willing to do whatever I'm asking you to do, but they are willing to put themselves at risk for your good to stand up for you. 
and to do something that's for you. Um, I think that really, really goes a long way in trying uh, to be a great leader. Those who aren't willing to do that, just, I, yeah, just this is just my opinion, but they should not be leading. Uh, if you can't show loyalty to, to the people who are following you, who are doing what you're asking them to do, if you're asking them to, you know, let me be your leader, but I'm not going to be loyal to you. I'm going to sell you out. I'm going to save my own self before I sell save you. I don't know great. I don't know a single great leader that that is like that. So that's just yeah. That's the uh, my my third pillar, I should say. Yeah, and I think too in that is a um, loyalty to thyself, right? Because if you're if you're trying to be a great leader and you're just trying to please your constituents and do what's right by them, but you're not doing what's right by you. Right, which should be aligned to the company mission or to to whatever the the mission of of what you're leading is. Um, but I think we often forget that, and I think uh, speakers who are trying to build professional speaking businesses they lose the loyalty to themselves and they start saying yes to all these things, and it really puts so much pressure on the business instead of just saying yes to what's really going to drive the business forward. Not, you know exponentially, you know, fast, but drive the business forward in its integrity. And so loyalty to thyself is really important. I uh, was doing a, a interview with a student the other day and he was like, you know, my new normal is I say no to a lot of things now. <laughs> it was perfect, right? Because he's like, before I said yes to everything and I didn't make a penny. Now I say no to a lot of things because he's got, he, he does, you know, going back to that roadmap, he's got a very specific roadmap for his business. And so he knows what's being loyal to himself, to his brand and what's not. And so saying no is a very powerful two letter word sometimes when you're building a business. Absolutely. Take that back to where you talked about when you know you're a professional. You know when you're, you're a professional when you're turning down gigs. <laughs> nope. Sorry, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> that's another one to put on the list right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I know we've been talking a lot about corporate, but you also talk to youth. And so, how do you spin this uh, to the youth population? So I just, I just got through speaking um, at, in, in Idaho uh, to two leadership conferences over there for their youth, for their high school youth. And it was awesome. And I mean, it was, it was an easier uh, talk in the sense that the whole, the whole um, conference was based around leadership. So they had me as the keynote over there. And to spin it to them, it was is is so easy because they're so enthusiastic and as as long as you can take your talk and make it super exciting take them on that roller coaster ride they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hear you they're gonna pay attention to you do you know what i'm saying if i went up there and i just kind of went monotone on them i mean i don't know a lot of speeches where you can go monotone and be okay i think there are some that that actually can do that because of the subject matter and the audience, but with a <laughs> right, with a young audience, got to keep them engaged. So maybe when you say, "How did I spin it for the youth?" Maybe a, 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 I, I showed a salsa video, and they loved that. Um, a, a, you know, had a lot of humor in there that was kind of along their generational lines. You know, a, 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 you know that communicated to people a lot younger than I am. Things like that, and just keep them engaged, keep them entertained. And so they could hear your message. That's kind of how I did that. So it's the same content. 
but you're just catering to the, okay. Cause that like, we do have some speakers who have the same content, but it can tap into different audiences, which when you're first building your business, we're always like, stick to that one audience, the rest will follow. But, um, lowest hanging fruit. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. I was a youth minister for 15 years. And so, yeah, it's really important that when you're speaking to the youth, that you're not speaking at them, but you're actually having a conversation with them. And, um, there's definitely crafty ways to do that while you're on stage for sure to get them, to get them engaged. So, okay. So when you joined the speaker lab, it was really more to, to, to make this a professional speaking business. You had been speaking for a long time. What, what are some of your longer term next three year goals that the speaker lab has helped you kind of think about and establish? Over the next years, my goal has always been to be speaking a couple of times a month, once or twice a month at most, uh, professionally, um, at somewhere here in America, or even, I mean, it would be great if we can go around the world, but, um, somewhere here in America that I could speak two times a month. I, cause I don't want to, I just retired from the fire service, right? Yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. 25 years of service. That's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing being retired. I'm not going to lie to you, but, um, that, that being I know, said, what do you do all day? I know, right? I work on this. <laughs> I got young kids too, and that's that. That, that kind of also plays into it. I have young children. Uh, my youngest is eight, and okay. eleven, and a fourteen. And one of the blessings of um, retiring so early and having kids later is that I get to spend these the, this time with them. So Very I, critical time too, eight right. to fourteen. When I was working as full time as a firefighter and professional salsa dancing. I was not home very much at all. I was not home. I mean, I would on my days off, I would literally leave the house at seven at night, not return till about eleven at night, and that was ninety-five percent of my days off. So and I don't want to go back to any anything like that again. I want this opportunity to spend time with my family. However, speaking is a passion. It is going to be a second career. So my goals for that career, speak a couple times a month. Get, your, get my message out there and have a good time doing it. And like I said, kind of um, create those memories on a two-way street for myself and my audience. That's my goals. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you, you've definitely put the work in in other areas of your life and to be able to enjoy your family and also build the speaking business. And, and you know, that's one of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur. When you, you map out, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, you map out your year and you think, okay, well, when does my family have some downtime that I want to be a part of? When do they have downtime that I don't want to be a part of? <laughs> you know, and then you, you can kind of plug in and say, you know, I'll do three gigs this month and no gigs the next month and two gigs the next, like you have some control over that, you know? Um, and which I don't is want really to, that's powerful. It, exactly it, Mary Alice. I don't want to lose that. Okay. I've only been retired a month. Right. And it has been incredible. Um, but I, like you just said, I do not, now that I have that, I don't want to lose that, uh, that point where you're like, you know, stuck to a schedule. And even though the kids have these days off, you know, I'm also going to be coaching football with my sons. And I don't want to miss games. I don't want to miss practices. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just don't want to go back in that point. The worst part of being a fireman, the worst part besides possibly getting killed every time you go to work <clears throat> is the things you miss because you're at work. 
because we work every holiday. It doesn't matter. We I've worked multiple Christmases. I've missed birthdays, Thanksgivings, New Year's Eves, Christmases, holiday. I've missed that. This is the worst part of being a firefighter is you miss so much of stuff. I don't want to miss that anymore. I'm not going to miss any of it anymore. And I'm not going to do it at the expense of anything. However, in between those times and those days, I got some time. I got some time. <laughs> you sure do. You sure yeah. do. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really about like creating your own roadmap now, right? Like we gave you the roadmap to build out the business. Now it's the roadmap of how much do you want to make? What does that look in terms of speaking gigs? When do you want to plug those in? And when do you want to just enjoy life and your family? You know, it's really important to create that plan. So, yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who's thinking about joining the speaker lab and um, they may be a speaker, but they don't have like the business part, or they may just have this great topic that they know they can make an impact with and they didn't even realize they could make money as a speaker. What, what do you think outside of joining the speaker lab? Obviously, that's an obvious. What's a really great first step for them? Uh, the first step of the, for them, let's just assume that we're talking to people who obviously find public speaking as a passion. Can we assume that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can assume that they have, they have a passion for public speaking. Um, the, one of the things I would say is definitely do not do it for the money. I, I know that's, that's odd and that's something funny to say right off the bat, but don't do it for the money because then it's it, it your your talk is going to take on a whole different look it's going to take on a whole different vibe and if because if you're doing it for the money you're not doing it because you want to create memories you're not doing it because you're passionate okay and you can't pay for that you can't you can't buy passion you can't buy desire you can't buy you can't buy that so no amount of money will create that for you. So make sure that your passion is in the right place and that you're doing it not for the money. It's because it's the right thing for you to do. The money will come. That's un that's different from other things. I'm gonna, I just, I'll just give you an example. I don't care how good you are, are at salsa dancing. I don't care. And I know that world. I know that world inside out. I lived it for so many years. They are working. The, the best salsa dancers on earth are working for... 1980s minimum wage levels of money. So no matter how great you get, you could be the Tony Robbins of salsa dancing and you can make and you can you're making a pittance. Speaking isn't that way. If you become great, you will be rewarded. You will be rewarded. You will be very comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry about that. See, make sure you're you're there for the, the right reasons. Then make sure you're speaking for the right reasons and that your passion is in the right place. And money can be a part of that. I'm not saying it shouldn't be any part of the thought process or part of the plan. Of course it can be. But let let's let's hope it's number ten on the list. Number four, number eight on the list. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's make sure it's not in the top five for sure. And 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 in that case, I think you will go far if you can if you can come to that. If you're with that, if you can accept that, and if you can buy into that. Yeah, I, I think it's excellent advice that you're giving right now. Um, back, I, 
early 400s or late 300 episodes, uh, we did a Coach's Corner podcast, Nanette and I, another coach, and we talked about your why, like really defining your profound why, like why do you want to build a speaking business? What does it all mean? And why passion, I'm interchanging those two. Um, But it's really, really important to make sure that that's what you're leading with because to your point, you know, money, money's great. We all love money. Money provides for a lot of different things. Yeah. But that can't be the only driving factor. It has to be something more profound and powerful. Um, and, and one of the things we speak about all the time, and you know, this in the speaker lab is, you know, you, when you speak, you want to make an impact. You want to get people to think differently and feel differently and, and do something differently. And so if you don't have that, in the forefront of why you're speaking, this business can get really challenging really fast. Yeah, because your audience, no matter what, you're at, you're asking something from your audience, right? I mean, <clears throat> when I would go out and perform, they were paying to see us, okay? Number one, so they're putting up cold, hard cash to see you perform. And you got invited from America to go to Japan, to go to Korea, to go to Abu Dhabi. These are all places that I've danced. You're get, you're, they're paying you, and, and they're paying to see this guy and this girl from America to do this to do this thing, right? That is a huge responsibility. And you better know that your audience has paid and they're spending time sitting there in their seat to watch you. Make it worth their while. <laughs> That's all. I don't know how to say that. You make it. You make them say, you know what? That was worth every penny. That is one hour of my life. Like in in the case of speaking, that is one hour of my life that I am going to benefit from. As opposed to saying, that is one hour of my life I will never get back. (laughs) You you, you know what I'm saying? You you don't want people leaving that way. Exactly. I wish I could have been doing anything else but sitting there and listening to this guy say, you know, talk at me, like you would say. And that then that is such a waste of my time, right? So no, your audience, like you said, it can get brutal. It's because your audience is not going to lie to you. They are not going to lie to you. Your audience will not lie because they don't have to be there for, for the most part, uh, a lot of the time, right? In these, in these forums where you speak, they do not really have to be there. So they're there. You better honor them and make it worth their time. So how, how, how do you think people make it worth their time? Do you think it is leading with that passion? Absolutely. Lead with that passion and bring, so create memories on a two way street. I've said this multiple times. So what I mean by that is this, um, you make, when, when I, when I would create a a piece, when I choreograph a piece for salsa, I want to take them on a roller coaster. Okay. And what I want to do is I want them to laugh. I want them to cry. I want them to check themselves. I want them to look within themselves by the end of that show. Now you're touching people. Do you understand that? Now you're touching people. When they get out of their seat at the end of the show and they're standing and screaming, that's because you've touched them. You got them. You you made a difference and they're going to remember that moment, right? And for me, myself on stage, when the whole audience stands up all at once, right when the music stops, I will never forget that. I've never forgot any single standing ovation I've ever received. I'll never forget those. Those are creating my own memories. So if you can make that as a goal, you can change some people. You can change some lives and you can make your your own life so much more amazing and so much more rich. And 
like we talked about earlier, this has nothing to do with money. This is all about touching people and then also enhancing yourself and creating memories for yourself. Two-way street, memories for them, memories for you. Make it memorable. Make, 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 them, make them say it was worth it. Even if they were there for free, make, sure, make them say it was worth it for them to sit there and listen to you. And then you will start touching some people. That's the goal. Yeah, that's powerful. That is a very, very powerful message, Alex. And I think it's really so important because it is people's time, right? Time, time is money (laughs) and it is people's time. And so if they're, and it's also the event planner, the event planner is putting so much time and effort into this event. They work so hard and, you know, for you to show up and not have that passion to not want to make the impact, to not create that two way, two way street memory, um, is, is really an epic fail for all involved. And so I really love what you're putting down. Yeah. And I I think too, for you, um, it's interesting how your firefighting career, your salsa career has all played a role into where you are today. I mean, that's life, right? It's, it's a, it's a combination of stories that lead us to the next journey. And I, yeah, I really think it's so cool how the salsa and the firefighting still, had such an impact on you that it's still impacting the work that you're choosing to do today as a speaker. Um, and, and oftentimes people come to us and they're like, you know, I know all of these different things, but I don't know exactly what I want to speak about. And most, for the most part, it's right under your nose, right? It's something that moved you that made such a profound impact on your life that now you want to pay it forward and, and speak about it. And so you package it in a certain way. You have your three pillars, right? Um, but you bring salsa into it to make it more engaging and more of an experience for your audience. So I think it's really cool how you, how you have taken all of that and brought it into your speaking business. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your time today. I, I know that whoever's listening, that the piece around passion and that the, even your three pillars, such great advice about the credibility, the humility and the loyalty. It's so critical. Um, and I think those three things, yes, you're teaching them to leaders, but I think anyone listening to this podcast, I think it's really important to have all those three things as you're running your business and building your business. And so it speaks to that as well. So I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Oh, great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. We can't wait to see you killing killing it and, and speaking twice a month. That's killing it for you, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Living the retired dream. Yes. I love it. Thanks cool. so much for your time. Thanks, Mary Alice. I appreciate you. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.